Did you know that approximately one in 54 children in the USA is diagnosed with autism spectrum disorder and that nearly two thirds of children with autism between the ages of six and 15 have been bullied? We'll discuss this and other interesting facts about autism with podcaster Sam Mitchell on this episode of The Curious Professor. I'm Dr. B. Welcome to the Curious Professor podcast, where I take listeners on a journey of discovery to explore the people, places, artifacts, and natural wonders that spark my curiosity. On this episode of the Curious Professor podcast, we'll talk with Sam Mitchell, a teenage podcaster and owner of his own media company who has been successful as a person with autism. But first, a trivia question. How much more likely are boys to be diagnosed with autism than girls? I'll have the answer for you at the end of this episode. I'm thrilled to have Sam Mitchell on the show today. Sam is the creator and host of the podcast Autism Rocks and Rolls. It's also the name of the media company he founded. Sam wants to change the perspective of autism, destigmatizing the negativity that often surrounds this type of brain wiring. Sam tells his story through motivational speaking and the spoken word. His favorite pastimes are, of course, podcasting. He also loves dogs, spending time outdoors, spending time with his family, creative writing, blogging, ziplining, traveling, and watching WWE. When I learned about Sam's mission and message, my curiosity was immediately piqued and I wanted to learn more. I hope this interview with Sam will spark your curiosity too. Welcome to the show, Sam. It's great to have you here. Thank you. And we also have a special guest and that's Sam's mom, Gina. So welcome to the show, Gina. Thank you very much for having us. We're really excited. So Sam, what's one thing that makes you unique, special, or different from everyone else? The fact that I'm trying to spread autism acceptance and not autism awareness. What are some misconceptions that people have about autism? That they can't do anything, that they're broken, and that they need to be pinning on, which is inaccurate information for me. And what types of things are you doing to dispel those myths? Well, the podcast, obviously, trying into motivational speaking and have a mission try and encourage the world to do stuff, to take those steps. What are some challenges that you face being a person with autism? Anxiety, uh, daily, daily changes. I don't do daily changes. When I have a plan or a routine set in stone, I'm going to follow that routine. I'm, I'm not as bad as, it, as I was when I used to be. Um, I overanalyze a lot. I have really bad anxiety and I have some sensitive feelings, not like, not like here, but like sensitive sensory issues. And how do you deal with those sensory issues? I always get to just stay away from them. I don't, I don't ever wear a wet shirt. You're like getting me to wear one of those. It ain't going to happen. I probably would never do well in a wet t-shirt contest. Let's just say that. <laughs> Same. Whoa. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Um, I was going to say, um, I'm Gina. I'm Sam's mom. And, um, you already got the first impression of you. <laughs> yeah, there's uh, definitely sensory issues. There, there, but not too bad. It's some of them are kind of typical, like his the tag in his shirt. A lot of people don't like the tag, you know, but he will immediately rip them out. 
Um, he doesn't really like to wear blue jeans. Oh yeah, those are uncomfortable. Really uncomfortable. The wet shirt. He he's explained it to me before, like wet clothes, that it feels like it's it like hurts. No, like if it's somewhere, like, if it's in if it's in a certain area, like, like it if, pinches. Like if, if it's the shirt, it pinches the shorts. I can handle. Yeah. If but, it's like here. But I think that's what a, a lot of um, people on the spectrum that have sensory issues. You know, it's not just they're annoyed or they don't really like it. It's sometimes like a real physical pain, like a real sensory issue. And I think that's how he feels with like a wet shirt. Um, there's been times when he was little, like we'd be at a theme park and he would get a shirt wet and just when he was small, have a complete meltdown. And I'm sure there were times where we were frustrated, like, oh my gosh, Sam, can you not just deal with it until we get back to the car? And now I realize he really couldn't. Like it really was a painful thing for him. Many young people with autism face bullying. Is this something that you've dealt with? Yep, I have dealt with it. Sometimes I don't even realize it's happening to me. But yes, I dealt with it third grade through probably a little bit of freshman year, but not too bad during that time. And so how did you deal with it? Cared, which I, I didn't until I got to my fresh, until I got to my sophomore year, until I realized that the opinions didn't matter and the crap amino went down the tank. Yeah, I think he just started, he would come home and, talk to me about it and it just got to the to the point where you know as parents we always tell the kids don't worry about it you know if, if they if they don't want to be your friend then that's their loss you know and it's true I mean that's I should have realized I was true sooner yeah but I it's hard to convince middle school kids and high school kids of that but I think when he hit his sophomore year yeah he finally was like you know what I'm who I am and if you don't like that if you don't want to get to know me that's your problem and he really felt that way. And he think. I yeah, it was a bit arrogant, though, but it was a it was a good price, though, in the end. Yeah, for sure. Well, it's such a difficult time, particularly when you're in that junior high school age range, because peers become so important to kids and young adults. Yeah, for sure. So what advice do you have for teens who have been bullied? Ignore it. You're the only person that matters. Your opinions are the only ones that really do matter. I would say that too, like to ignore it. Sometimes that's really hard to ignore it. Being a teacher, they, you know, it's not like kids are getting bullied most of the time in front of the teacher. I mean, it happens in the bathroom, in the hallways, um, when the teacher's not looking. And, but if you can ignore it, but it, when it becomes constant, that's when true bullying happens. I always tell them, you know, tell teacher, tell me, I can't help if I don't know, you know, that it's going on. Um, but as they get older, I think they can either ignore them or kind of handle it themselves as they get older. Sam, who inspires you the most? Her mother. Your mom. That's a great compliment. I it know. is. Thank you, Sam. I wish I could say the same about you. <laughs> hey. No, I'm kidding. I love you. I love you too. Sam, what, what do you find inspirational about your mom? She's a hard worker. Biggest worker, I think. Works harder than I do, I think, half the time. We do. Um, yeah, but I would say all my family works hard. Yeah, we, we, he comes from hard workers. Um, and I teach, and Sam's getting ready to start college, and we're running the business. You know, it, I'll let him tell the story, but it started as a hobby. He had $70 in a PayPal account, and it's grown into a nonprofit. Um, he is starting to book pretty big motivational gigs. Uh, he does podcast coaching. He teaches other people how to start their own podcast. We have lots of sponsors. Uh, we sell lots of ad space. We're actually booked 
through like part of 2022. Um, so we do a second job. I mean, we produce his podcast, but then there's all kinds of other branches that where Sam has become an entrepreneur and um, that keeps us really busy. <laughs> so Sam, why don't you tell us how you got interested in podcasting? After I joined my high school's media club, I realized during my junior year, I couldn't be a senior high school forever. So that's where I decided to start my own podcast and I create Autism Rocks and Rolls. And tell the listeners a little bit about your show. What types sure. of... It's called Autism Rocks and Rolls and how we cope with daily struggles that you may or may not understand. Well, and then it it went from the podcast because, you know, doing a podcast is free. You know, people can listen to it. And that's really all he wanted at first. It was like, I want to help people, mom. And he's on the spectrum and, you know, he was diagnosed when he was four. And so he picked something that he was very passionate about. And I thought, well, there can't be really anything more authentic than this because he lives it, we live it. And um, it just started as helping. And I think that's still like when he lays his head down at night, that's what he, that's what he does is help people. But then there was just this opportunity that he saw and we saw as a family that we could really he could do this. I mean, he could really help and make it a job. And so that's the goal. And it's it's happening. It's it's happening pretty fast. I think it's fantastic that you you've grown the visibility of your show and that you're getting some really high level guests. It's wonderful. Thank you. What yeah. are some things you've learned from being a podcast host? I've learned to, to I think, have a better conversation with others. I think I've learned uh, maturity, I definitely would say, and self, well, maybe a little bit of self-confidence as well. Yeah, I think the actual podcast helps him be a better communicator, which sometimes throughout his life, being on the autism spectrum, you know, conversing with people and just kind of a social or laid back environment was often hard for him. And I think, I definitely think it has helped him talk to people and know that he is important to this world. And he's one of the many people that's changing it, you know, with the perception of, you know, the stigma of autism and it's done wonders for him. And tell us a little bit about what message that you hope to bring to others through your podcast and your public speaking. No worry, I'm going to read it to you. The mission of Autism Rational is to take the stigma off of autism and other conditions that may think are disabilities. People on the spectrum are not broken and do not need to be fixed. Those who have conditions or abilities do not want to be pitied. There's nothing to be sorry about. And then two, that is his main mission for the nonprofit. But there's some others for you. Yeah, but anything that he does comes back to this mission. So there's some consistency with his services. Uh, but then we divided it into five bullet points. Um, and the first one is his podcast really can help parents. And I always envision a parent that gets the news that their child has autism. And I was, I was there. I mean, I stood in those shoes and that was really scary. But what we try to get across is it doesn't have to be dreaded news. With education and with taking the stigma off of it, 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 can, it is, it can be a very beautiful thing. And, you know, we just have to tap into abilities. Uh, we want to show the positive side of autism. So instead of excluding, stereotyping, making assumptions, that's what we try to take away from. Uh, we want to celebrate and showcase the successes of all people. So the 
guests that he's had, like Dr. Temple Grandin, um, the WWE wrestler Mick Foley. His son has autism. He's a very talented musician. All of Sam's guests in some way, shape, or form have has overcome obstacles and they're very successful because they have autism or something else you know, that society says is a disability. Um, He wants to assist other entrepreneurs to start their own business and to have the confidence to do that. And then we want to recognize that there's no normal. We don't really believe in that. And it's not fair for society to say, oh, that's normal. That's not normal. Nobody should get to pick that. So that's kind of, I know it's kind of a long answer, but that's where our mission has like led us to. And it's such an inspiration to be able to see how successful you are to other people who are on the spectrum or other people with varying abilities. Thank you. So Gina, how has having a child with autism impacted your family? You're I mean, a lot more softer than I think you would be. Yeah, I mean. You got a soft spot. I Yeah, I think that um, when you raise children, no matter what, if there is a disability, if there's a special need, if there isn't, if they're typical, there's always going to be challenges. And, you know, when Sam was diagnosed with autism, I did go through kind of a phase where I kind of felt mad at the world because I thought, okay, like I didn't say I do this. <laughs> I did not sign on a piece of paper that I would raise a child with autism. Um, and I didn't know a whole lot about it, but I think it's just, I mean, on one side, I want to say it's changed us to kind of see the world differently, but then on the flip side of that, I don't really know how much it's changed anything because Sam is Sam and I wouldn't, you know, a lot of people think, oh, we need to cure autism. Sam doesn't need to be cured. And I, I if I cured him, then I would take away Sam. And I would never want to do that. So I guess I'm kind of torn that it has changed some things, but it's been our life and our life is our life and everybody has challenges. We just happen to have the challenge of autism sometimes, but then we also have the beauty of autism, you know? So I don't know. I think it's just, it's, it's, it just is. That's, that's the dynamic of our family. Sam, I'm curious to know who's been the most interesting guest you've had on your show so far. The most interesting, probably the most interesting was Peter and the way he thinks, because he doesn't like to skip steps when he makes a video game. I am not like that. So it's diff- it was kind of cool differently to see the way he thought differently. And that was Peter Lance. He's in Michigan and he's a very well-known uh, video game developer. And it was so neat to hear him talk because he and Sam have the same diagnosis, but are very different. Oh yeah, but he's they, so cool. I liked him. They think very differently, which is, which is, was really neat to listen to him. Yeah, um, but he's a cool guy. He, he really is. He was, he, was, he was neat. He was neat. So you're going to be attending college this fall. Congratulations. That's a fantastic step. Um, I loved college so much that I never left. I just became a college professor. <laughs> so what are yeah. you most excited about when it comes to leaving for college? Uh, probably the fact that it's a new chapter in my life and meeting some of these new people that I probably wouldn't have met in school. Hopefully. Can't promise that, but I we'll think see. he's really excited socializing because it's kind of like, you know, we live in a pretty rural area in Indiana and he went to a small school. So everybody knows each other and everybody established their friend groups pretty early on. And I think just being able to go to a brand new place where people are going to meet. And I think he's really looking forward to that. Is there anything that you're nervous about? Oh, the typical feelings, how I won't, how I'll make it through alive. (laughs) 
like academically. Oh yeah. I've heard him say he's, he's nervous about that. And balancing a life. Yeah. With this and all the other stuff I have to go through. Well, you're busy. That's for sure. Yeah. College is very exciting time and you are very busy, but it's a great kind of busy. Mm-hmm. Well, I told him his uh, first year is general studies just so he can get his kind of classes done close to home. And then when he hits sophomore, junior, you know, year, he really gets to connect to what he likes and be able to take classes that really interest him. So that's when it becomes really exciting, I think. And why don't you tell the listeners what you're planning on majoring in right now? Media or entrepreneurship? Maybe both. I don't know. It's fairly easy to do a double major. And I think that would be the perfect combination for you. Thank you. Because he's kind of, he's doing it now, but I obviously, you know, he's had a great mentor when he started the uh, podcast uh, club or the media club after high school. It wasn't a class, it was after school, Um, but he just pretty much taught him a lot of the basics, Sam is you know, self-taught, but to be in a program to where he learns like the hard stuff and the ins and outs of media and podcasting, that's going to be really cool. Is there anything else you'd like to tell us about you or your work? I enjoy creative writing, enjoying the great outdoors. Yeah, he has a blog. We, we, his, uh, his website is autismrocksandrolls.com. And that is a really good place to start to see his journey and to look at his services. Um, his email is info at autismrocksandrolls.com. And trying to think of what else. He's on all social media platforms. And he also is on all podcasting platforms. I mean, if you just type in his name or autism rocks and rolls to hear the episodes he's in a lot of places so it was great to have you on the show sam thank you so much for taking time to be a guest on the curious professor podcast why of course thank you thank you and now for the answer to this episode's trivia question how much more likely are boys to be diagnosed with autism than girls according to the cdc boys are four times more likely to be diagnosed with autism than girls Autism affects people from all ethnic and socioeconomic groups. The earlier children are diagnosed and receive services, the better their outcomes are. We'll end the show with something punny. What do you get if you cross a college student and an alien? Someone from another universe, a T. Thank you for joining me for this episode of the Curious Professor podcast. If there's a person, place, artifact, or natural wonder that has sparked your curiosity and you'd like for me to feature it on the show, please let me know. My website is thecuriousprofessorpodcast.com. If you enjoyed the show, be sure to subscribe to the Curious Professor podcast wherever you listen to podcasts. And if you'd like to become part of my community of curiosity seekers, be sure to visit my website, thecuriousprofessorpodcast.com, and join Dr. B's Hive. Until next time, always be learning, and be curious with Dr. B.